The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Elsewhere, the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, the Green Party leader as well, uh, has been talking about getting rid of free parking for public sector workers. He is hoping that they will begin to scrap it as early as this year. So this is uh, part of uh, government plans and it has been publicised uh, before, but there had been no timeline put on it. So he wants to start by getting rid of it in city centres in areas where there are good links to public transport. Jen Hogan is with me, columnist with the Irish Times and Keith Gavin, chair of the Irish Parking Association. Um, Jen, you, I notice online, have suggested that there might be a, a unintended consequence to this. Yes, Karen. I mean, like, I suppose some of this, I'm I'm influenced a little bit by this from coming from a public sector background myself many months ago. And I know how important that car parking space was to me. And when I say car parking, it wasn't like it was assigned to you individually. There was car parking came with the job, shall we say. Everybody in, in, in the area that I worked in had access to car parking. When we remove the likes of that, or if we talk about removing the likes of that, it will disproportionately impact women because most of the lower paid jobs within the civil within the civil service public sector any of those kind of jobs most of those grades and ranks are occupied by women and if we take that away we're going to impact obviously those that are lower paid and we're also going to impact mothers because again when you are talking about jobs and we look at say the number of people who might work part-time those that will look for flexible employment those that will reduce their working hours and therefore not necessarily fit into that commuter um, that suitable commuting time uh, they'll have to factor in pickups, school pickups or crash pickups or things like that. Parking is, is maybe something that they will consider. And certainly I know in my own time when I was working there, it was something that I factored into my decision, you know, along with you're trying to work out lots of different things. But I'm going, can I get mm. from my house to work, drop my children where they need to be dropped, get into work and, and actually live? And at one stage, I mean, in the in some of the grades and some of the ranks within the public sector, and we and we know the crisis, we know the housing crisis we have at the moment. Teachers can't live close to schools, and nurses can't live close to hospitals. They don't have this direct commute. They don't have this option. If you take away parking, you are impacting those that are lower paid, and you're impacting mothers disproportionately. And I think that this is a, it's a bit of a sledgehammer approach again. I think if we were to look at this, and this was something that was impacting men more. It might be viewed a little bit differently because for a lot of women, they're clinging on in there within the workforce to the best they can, particularly when they have families themselves and particularly when there's not only that pressure on time, but there's that pressure on income when you look at the payout against perhaps childcare and things like that. And if you're going to take away that one thing, it's moving the goalposts really, isn't it? You take the job, you Mm. presume this is your conditions, and if you move the goalposts, you make it perhaps untenable for some women to remain. So, so... It, would it be your preferred approach from government that they would abandon a one-size-fits-all policy and, and maybe, I don't know, create allowances for the women you describe or the public servants you describe? Oh, I think they're going to have to. I mean, I think they'll have to look at, at what the potential impact is. Like the last thing we want is to drive more women from the workforce. And that's what this potentially could do. But we also have to look at what 
what women and what families want out of work. And it's about having that balance. It isn't just about that financial compensation. It's about the flexibility required to try to manage working along with having a family or along with having other external commitments. People might take the job, maybe it's not children, maybe they've elderly parents they're trying to take care of and they're trying to work around that. Maybe it's a long, awkward commute. It's... It's about work-life balance. If the pandemic taught us anything, it was that we quite appreciated getting back some of our work-life balance. We might have hated absolutely every single other aspect that went with it. But we maybe viewed things a little bit differently. We've seen how work patterns have changed. And to take away something that, that was considered part of somebody's job perhaps changes completely whether or not they can remain in that job, mm. not just because of the financial implications, which are potentially significant anyway, if somebody is only barely making, you know, breaking even when they look at all the other things that they're taking into account, their other overheads, but also that work-life balance and how they could remove that. I mean, we don't yeah. even, people can't even afford to live near their jobs or live necessarily near a good public transport. Um, I, I talked about uh, the fact that the doll uh, is back tomorrow a little bit earlier and I mentioned parties being on an election footing. Colin says the Green Party definitely aren't on an election footing if Eamon Ryan is trying to make all public servants walk to work. Uh, Keith Gavin is with me, Chair of the Irish Parking Association, as I said. Keith, do you see merit in this? Uh, good evening, Kieran. Yes, I do see some merit in it. Um, first of all, I just uh, in response to, to Jen's argument and her concerns about it, I would say that uh, those concerns are not just restricted to members of the public sector. I think private sector workers would, of whatever grade, uh, be they male or female, would have the same concerns. But back to the issue of um, uh, removing free parking for public sector workers. This was first floated back in the early 2000s. I think Charlie McCreevy introduced it as in a budget. It went to the civil service for examination and for regulations to be introduced. And funnily enough, it disappeared into the ether. The largest uh, single uh, car park within the city centre is actually at Dole Air and at Leinster House. So I think uh, while I do see some merit in it, I won't be holding my breath for it to happen because I can't see turkeys voting for Christmas and I can't see this happening. But I do think it would certainly help the traffic situation in Dublin city centre. Our main problems are at peak hours in the morning and in the evening. Mm. We've all seen since COVID and we've seen with the introduction of hybrid working, we've all seen what it's like on a Monday and a Friday when that commuter traffic is removed. Now, my members' car parks are more designed and uh, in place to facilitate short-term visitors be they shoppers, people coming in on business or whatever. So we would like to see, um, given that we're constantly being preached to, that sustainable transport should be encouraged and promoted, Mm. uh, we would like to see the, the... public sector who are preaching that leading by example. Now, in the same interview, Eamon Ryan talked about um, severely restricting access to the city centres for all cars, not just the cars of public servants. I did hear the interview and uh, I heard when he was pressed several times on when he was planning to introduce the the ban on free parking for civil servants and he prevaricated a number of times before answering. But the whole... um, the whole campaign, uh, I guess, from Eamon Ryan and, and the Greens uh, to reduce traffic within the city centre. Well, the simple fact, Karen, and as I've explained several times in this programme, the simple fact is traffic has reduced in the city centre by over 35% in the last 10 years, and yet our congestion is getting worse. 
And that's part of a deliberate campaign by the powers that be to, to uh, discourage private car use within the city centre. Keith Gavin, Chair of the Irish Parking Association. Jen Hogan, columnist with the Irish Times. Thank you both very much for joining me here on the show. A nurse called Mary, who lives in Dublin for, says, I am a nurse in Dublin for over 25 years and I've never had free parking. I know of no nurse in Dublin city centre with free parking. So the public sector with free parking is definitely not us. Colin says, what about people that live rurally and commute? Charge, charge, charge. Tax, tax, tax. Eamon Ryan's answer to everything, says somebody else. And Ed says, Kieran, if civil servants and TDs are booted out of their car spaces, they will simply migrate to the few available commercial city centre car parks, probably at a subsidised rate. And the rest of us will have nowhere to park. Ed, thank you for the text. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.